Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Time decisions. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports Radio Update. Big NBA moves continue to go down before Thursday's trade deadline. The Clippers have traded Tobias Harris, Boban Marjanovic, and Mike Scott to Philly in exchange for Landry Shamet, Mike Muscala, and Wilson Chandler. But also, the big stuff is the draft picks in this one. Coming back to the clip, two first-round draft picks, a pair of second-round draft picks. That's a pretty nice haul for L.A. there. Tobias Harris, obviously the centerpiece of this deal, having a great year as well. He should have been an all-star. The 26-year-old forward average close to 21 points, 7.9 boards, and 2.7 assists in 54 games with the clip. The 76ers intend on signing Harris to a long-term deal, too, in the report, giving them a big four in the East with Embiid, Simmons, Butler, and Harris. That's bad news for the rest of the Eastern Conference. The Pistons also sent Stanley Jack Johnson to Milwaukee for Thon Maker today. Seven games on the NBA hardwood. We got Denver at Brooklyn. Nuggets minus three total, 225. New Orleans, they visit the Windy City and Chicago Bulls, minus one and a half 227 Washington and Milwaukee Bucks 11 and a half point favorites there total 230 in that game Charlotte and Dallas Mavericks minus five and a half 215 Phoenix heading to Utah Jazz this line keeps on going up 15 and a half Booker out for the Suns total 217 and a half that's pretty high Gabe how you doing buddy What's up, Cam? 15 points. Whoa. 15 and a half. 15 and a half. Booker out. So we'll like keep a, that one. It opened at yeah. 14. So. Booker's so overrated, bro. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He and really what do we is. learn? And what do we learn about this when guys are out? These numbers get inflated. And most of the time when the stars are out, you get the inflated points with the pick. So we'll be on that with game time decision. We're going to take a look at the board and maybe, uh, you know, fade these teams. Houston and Sacramento. Uh, Rockets minus three on the road. Eric Gordon questionable total there, 236. And Golden State in the late game taking on San Antonio. They're hosting them. 14 and a half is the spread. 231 is the total. The Super Bowl champion New England Patriots have hired Greg Schiano as their new defensive coordinator. Remember Schiano from Rutgers in Tampa Bay and he spent the last three seasons as Ohio State defensive coordinator under Urban Meyer. Carolina tight end Greg Olson. He says he wants to return to the NFL despite major foot issues. He wants to give it one more crack. Weird one today but this one's based on salary. The Falcons have released kicker Matt Bryant. He actually had a really good year too and he plans to play in his 18th season next year. He converted 20 of 21 field goals, 94.3% on extra points, and hit one from 57. This move is strictly salary related. The NFL now also looking to allegations. Gabe against worse for Steelers receiver Antonio Brown. Developing the mother of one of his kids said Brown pushed her to the ground in a recent January argument. So the NFL is now looking into that one. Nick Foles offseason dude, saga begun. Dude, I know this guy's, he had, honestly, I'm telling you, San Francisco, you talked about it with John Lynch and and, and button There's up. No John way Lynch. John Lynch no, is doing this. No way. The, the people, Some team will people take chance. Nowadays, people nowadays, Cam, because a player tweets something on Instagram or whatever. Like Antonio Brown basically tweeted out a picture. Somebody tweeted a picture of him in a Niner uniform. He retweets it. It's like, oh, he's going to go to the Niners because he wants to go to the Niners. 
Yeah, well, we all like we all want to go somewhere. I'd like to go to Hawaii tomorrow. It's not happening. So, oh God, that'd be great. Red heat rage from Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> I'd really like to leave this town and some people behind, Morenzi. Great plan. Yeah, if we if <laughs> make, I tweet make out it a, happen. If I, no, <laughs> but if I tweet out a picture of you and me of in Hawaii, Hawaii they, doesn't, yeah, they, doesn't mean the Hawaii Chamber of Commerce <laughs> is going to pay for us to go there tomorrow. <laughs> Excellent point. I guess I look at the record of these two guys. We don't want these two bozos here. It, it's a we'll good fly, point. We'll fly the Today Show in. <laughs> you are Martha Stewart. Yeah, they'll say keep these guys off the island. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hawaii want doesn't want Gabe and Cam. Nick these Foles ain't just been getting drunk and buying weed here and stuff. You know? Sound, <laughs> sounds like a good trip. Nick Foles offseason saga has begun. The Philly quarterback voiding his 2019 option with the Eagles. And this is likely the Super Bowl L2 MVP's last stint in Philadelphia. We'll see what he gets. The Raiders, we talked about the story yesterday. They're still without a home. San Francisco's mayor says beat it. And Oracle Stadium is now out. They don't want the Raiders. Two options remain. Staying in Oakland. Also, the 49ers. The 49ers. Levi's Stadium. And they don't want him either. <laughs> the 49ers have said no, too. Yep, so that's it. The 49ers, the 49ers have to, like, waive the the territorial right. Like, they have to say, yeah. Like, you can't. Like, like the New York Jets can't just say, yeah, we're going to go play in Buffalo next year. Exactly, exactly. Like, so, they're selling our own. We got our own city here. Like, you can't just come here and, like, there's territorial rights. The Raiders and Goodell, what, what, what a clown show. We'll talk about this. I'll tell you right now, Cam, this is where I think they'll end up. They're, and I, I'm surprised they haven't just done this, but they don't want to do it because they want a nicer stadium. They're going to have to play where Cal uh, plays. In Cal, Cal Memorial. Yeah, yeah, Cal <laughs> Memorial Stadium, which I don't even know. I think that might even be in their territorial. That might even be in the Niners' territory, well, but I don't think it is. Like, I heard, because I heard Cal was sort of like the last case scenario, basically. Or at this point, Cam, you know, it'll be gold. It'll just be too effing funny. <laughs> If they put him in Sam Boyd Sam Stadium. Sam Boyd Stadium. Not, actually, you know what? I was actually thinking about At this it. point, just do it. You're going Seattle, to Vegas anyways. Just do Se- it. Like, Seattle played at Husky Stadium when it was a dump, and Minnesota played uh, at, at Gopher Stadium before. So two games in the NHL. We'll get to that Battle of Ontario. Rangers in Boston, too. whole lot more. we got Mark Lawrence, super handicapper, friend and colleague and capper, Lou Gamblu, and a whole lot more. It's Red Heat and Rage. Just keep it locked here at the Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network. Lots of fun coming up. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Moretzi, throwing it down with the Ranger Redhead. Cam Stewart, as you just heard, open up uh, the program. A lot of stuff to uh, to talk about. And although the Raiders story is not the biggest story of the day, it's kind of a comical one. Just uh, that the the National Football League, the, you know, a league that charges a gazillion dollars uh, for, uh, you know, for a 30-second ad during a Super Bowl that gives you, like, 16 points in a Super Bowl. For a league, like, what a mess this Raiders situation is. The Chargers situation's a mess. The Raiders situation now. And similar to what I was just talking about, like, where players just say, oh, I'm going to go here, and I want to go there. And then people just expect it to happen naturally. The same thing. Like, the Raiders, like, they just think that they can just say, oh, we're just going to go here and go there, and everyone's going to be happy that they're there. 
like the Raiders are surprised that Oakland told them, like you'd say, get bent. Oakland told them, listen, we can legally tell you to leave now, so you can't play here anymore. Like, they can't play in Oakland. <laughs> like, like Oakland, like, they're out. Like, Oakland said, you're leaving, you're done. Like, you're gone. Bye. They tried to kick him out last year, and it was too late. They couldn't. So, Oakland doesn't want him. Um, they all will go to San Francisco. That's, like, the big rival. Like, they, they don't want you. And I liked that the mayor, I actually give this mayor credit, actually. I don't know anything about her. I yeah, never heard she wasn't before. She wasn't screwing around. She goes, yeah, you want to come here? Screw you. We, we don't want you here. It was she great. Says, you're not, yeah, you're not welcome here. <laughs> welcome here. Like, we don't want love you. It. <laughs> yeah, like, basically. And now, I, also, the San Francisco 49ers were like, we were never informed of this, like, San Francisco giant stadium deal. You know, just because it's not our stadium. Like, you can't just, like... You know what I mean? Like the Toronto Maple Leafs camp can't just go play in Montreal while they renovate their well, arena. This is kind of the thing, and if you want to use hockey terms, like they, they wanted to put a team in uh, Hamilton for years, right? Sabre fans, like, no, 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 no. We have people who come in from this area that will support us or whatever, and that would take a hit in the Buffalo market, and Toronto's basically saying, well, we don't even yeah, need Hamilton. Buffalo. We need another team, you know? So that's the I thing. thought Buffalo was a little, was a little bitchy about that. <laughs> I'm just hating. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I know. Like, cause think about, well, think about it in, 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 in football terms. It is, it is different, and you'd still, and you'd still have people travel to Buffalo because it's a hell of a lot deeper than Toronto. So people would still go there to watch games. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, that's the reason. Like, you know, if it's a city that should be in the NHL that never is and probably never will be, Milwaukee. I agree because of the Blackhawks. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We've got Mark Lawrence on in a minute or two. We'll see what uh, Mark's database has to say about the AAF, the Alliance of American Football. I could tell you one thing, Marenzi. I wish they'd put up Donald Trump uh, props all night. Great job by you on the red tie. Hit that. Oh, God. Hit, I wish I would have had that. That was, that, oh, was, yeah, the that, was oh. that was free money. It was, it was free money. Did all win at plus 300? Yeah. I know this hey, stuff. He mentioned all drugs, right? He mentioned marijuana. Uh, he actually did the whole list. So that one was a push. Red tie won. Nancy Pelosi cheering was a lock. She did it like 40 times. I told it you. Like, to. It's crazy. It's crazy. She had to. Dude, he introduced a bunch of veterans. I have a bunch of World War One and World War II vets in a room here. Exactly. What's she gonna do? Yeah, cancer, cancer survivor kid. You know, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I know. Yeah. I, I'm with you. What, what, what did I say before? I said she, they're gonna introduce puppies and babies, and she'll have no choice. And that, that's what happened. The only one that didn't bite was uh, Ocasio Cortez. There should have been props on her. She's she's hard ass man. <laughs> she, yeah, it's true. She didn't crack like there was she stood up when Trump talked about the women. But even when they rolled out like the war heroes and stuff, man, she just sat there like stone cold. Like, damn, man, this chick, this chick is like she's got ice in her veins. Yeah, I, I was I was I was happy for you. But when I saw 
when you told me minus 180 red tie, I'm like, like what? Plus, plus 180. Plus 180. Plus 180. What other color tie was he going to wear? That's great. I know. The color of the Republican Party's red. Like I got it honestly, but the thing was, I didn't have enough money in my account. My biggest regret was not reloading and like smashing those things and getting like tons of money. Like it was crazy. Like they all like oh, everything yeah, could have crushed those. Could've my bookie's great for that stuff. You said it, man. Those those are pro- fun props too. It made the speech a hell of a lot more fun when he was rambling too. Like it got serious and funny. Serious. Of, that guy was all over the map last night. That was pretty weird stuff. Craziness. I didn't. Uh, I watched the first few minutes of it. And I couldn't take it. Like, I couldn't take all the clapping and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just such a... You needed money on it? Honestly, the only reason yeah. I stayed till the end was my props. <laughs> it made a it made a bad as thing soon as, good. <laughs> no, I mean, she started clapping right away. I was like, son of a oh, bitch. I was bitch. like, I would have made a killing on this. Like, the, <laughs> if I would have had money in that account, like, you know, I would have put the max. I don't know. They, they would have maxed out on these bets, right? So I would have I put the max on that red tie one. And and her standing and applauding, I would have put the max on too. Some of them were kind of trickier, you know. You're, you're throwing darts, but like the red tie, like really, like whoever set the numbers for that, like really screwed up. Like it should have been like minus three fifty, like red tie, minus seven hundred, like to scare you away. Because, like I said, any, any idiot could have told you he was going to be wearing a red tie. Uh, yes, sir. Do we have Mark Lawrence yet? I hear you. <laughs> Sounds like Mark is just stepping in. Yes. Mr. Mark Lawrence, how you doing, Mark? I'm doing great, guys. How you doing? Uh, we were just good, talking Mark. last night, Mark. Uh, I know a a, um, a website uh, that you know very well, mybookie.ag. Uh, they had some presidential State of the Union props up last night, and yeah. I have an account there, but unfortunately, I didn't have any. Uh, I didn't have access to it last night. And right before Cam found the these uh, the props for the State of the Union, plus one eighty. What color? Uh, tie is Trump gonna wear, dude? What other color than red was it gonna be, Mark? Like, should have bet on that instead of the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. You, you could have bet no tie, you know, and had no chance of winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how about the guy? How about the guy? He bet exact three points um, at four hundred to one. So we bet two hundred fifty bucks. He won a hundred thousand dollars. But I tell you guys, there's no way in hell that guy didn't play like a million tickets. You know that he played a bunch of different team totals, probably on the low, though, and, and mixed it up a little bit, but a hell of a hit right there. Uh, quick recap on the Super Bowl, Mark. You know, to say, was it the worst Super Bowl ever? I don't know. There's been a lot of bad Super Bowls over the years, but definitely was the worst, like, recent modern Super Bowl, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that was also borne out in the fact about the attendance. The people that watched the game, they just were bored to death, and, uh, you know, they just weren't around in the second half of that game, maybe especially after Adam Levine got done, uh, you know, di- uh, <laughs> going top of us. <laughs> that was enough for everybody, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> guy loves taking yeah. off his shirt. Yeah, yeah, the game wasn't bad enough, then this guy's yeah, got to come on. Hey, yeah, hey, look at my they tattoos. Okay, I well, like I, like I said, how many people... How many people, like, at halftime were like, all right, I'm leaving the house party. All right, see you later, Jim. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving now. I'm leaving <laughs> a little night. early today. Like, yeah, just screw this. Then they get home and still nothing nothing has happened again uh, still. But, uh, Mark, I mean, listen, you're all about data and, and history and trends. But So what's your deal with this new football league? Are you just going to completely sort of say, hey, it's not, not, not for me, uh, this alliance? And i got to tell you, Mark, I'll just bring it up to you because – I do bet the Arena League. I bet the CFL. 
uh, Cam's big CFL guy. You know, I, I, you know, I bet like secondary leagues, and you know, I, I follow them and stuff. And you know, I find that I can find angles and, and value just by watching. But I sort of discounted this league out of the gate, where it was like, ah, whatever. It's just another one of these stupid football leagues that'll never last, or no one's going to care about. But I'll tell you. You know, I'm just stating, like, if you're not capping it, it might be a case where we might start have to. I mean, you know, it's all big-time coaches. Um, the game's on CBS on television on Saturday night. they got a weekly game on the NFL Network, a weekly game on TNT television. Uh, game's live on the Bleacher Report. Like, their distribution is pretty big, and they've got some pretty big names involved with the league, Mark. Like, people are, people are talking about this league this week. What's your take on this new league? Well, tell me about it, Gabe, because I'm not completely up to speed in the league. I've heard a few, uh, you know, a few echoes about what's going to happen, and I do know there are going to be some changes, you know, uh, with, reg- with regard to the rules. So the question not is, too many. Will... No, not yeah, too so many. Yeah, I'll, so I'll give you. The, we'll just do a quick cheat sheet for everybody tuning in here. So number one, just like for the legitimacy of it, Mark. Number one, Cornegay and Sherman at the Westgate have been pipping out future odds for it. They never did that for the Arena League. Like, they have future champion odds. Like, there's odds who's going to win the title. Um, they're tweeting the hell out of it. Like, the Westgate's pushing is big. Every online sports book already has the games up. They don't have the point spreads up yet, but boom, it's up. Like, it's in the rotation, Alliance football, uh, Alliance of American football. The league commissioner is Bill Polian. Um, if the league commissioner is Bill Polian. The owner-founder is Charlie Ebersol, Dick Ebersol's son. Remember, yep. Mark, the head of NBC oh, yeah. Sports? Yeah. And remember, Dick Ebersol was part of the XFL. Charlie Ebersol actually is a big-time TV producer guy, too. He's like his father. He grew up in TV. He actually produces ESPN 30 for 30 uh, series. He did the XFL one. So he's got understanding of what young people want to watch on TV. He's hip. You know what I mean? It's not just like a bunch of sort of sleazeballs. Uh, Bill Polian, Jeff Fisher, Troy Polamalu, and Heinz Ward are the administrators of the league. Uh, players, they sign a three-year contract. This is what's interesting. Every player gets the same amount of money, $250,000, whether you are a quarterback or whether you're the backup nose tackle. So you're making about eighty k a year. You're only playing 10 games. So good example, some of the names here, Mark and Cam. As you guys can see, I'm ready to bring it with this league. Sure are. Um, Rick Neuheisel is the coach of Arizona. Steve Spurrier is the coach of, um, of Orlando. Um, the quarterback is Garrett Gilbert, the kid that was at SMU. You, uh, uh, yep. you remember him, Cam? Yep. Yeah, Garrett do. Gilbert, Orlando. Rick Neuheisel's the, the coach out there in Arizona. Uh, Michael Vick is the offensive coordinator of the Atlanta Legend team, the team in Atlanta. Mike Martz is the coach of the St. Louis team. It's so like Mike Martz is a serious guy. Like Mike Martz isn't coaching football in a park. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that kid Ben Ovisi is the quarterback from Arizona State. Arizona I don't State, think he's that, yeah. I don't think he's that good, to be honest. No. Um, so, yeah, there's eight teams in the league, and uh, there's gonna, it's on TV. It's on CBS this week, Mark. So I'm just bringing it up. I knew, listen, you know, your database, the league hasn't started yet, but something to keep our eye on, Mark. It looks like people are taking this league seriously. Is is Mike Singletary involved here? If I, if I remember yes. hearing something correct, yes, yeah, he's a yes, head coach, yes. Right? Okay, yeah, he's a head coach as well. Yeah, he's serious as like, a heart attack too. Like he, yes, these guys he aren't screwing around. It sounds like there's a lot of cred in this league. You know, you mentioned Bill Polian, uh, and, and all the names you mentioned, NFL worthy type players, uh, coaches, people that we. They're calling it a league run by football people for football people. Wow. Um, I'm, we'll, I'm we'll, have to we'll, tune we'll, in. 
Okay, we'll do a quick break here. We'll go over a couple of the mini rules just so you guys know going in if we bet this, but it's pretty standard. It's not gimmicky. There's no kickoff. They basically took kickoffs away, essentially. That's about it. All right, uh, quick break. We'll be back with Mark Lawrence. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Right, game time decisions. Red Eat Rage Radio continues. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We'll get right back down to business. I know we want to get some picks in here uh, with one of the best cappers uh, in America and Mark Lawrence. Playbook.com uh, Mark Lawrence. But just quick take on the AAF. And, you know, Mark, it's an opportunity too. I'll, I'll start my own database. We'll be tracking this uh, throughout. And the thing is, what's good about this league, guys, every game's on TV. Every game. So, like, one game a week is going to be on CBS Sports Network. Uh, one game a week is on TNT as a primetime game of the week. The NFL Network's doing a game, like, every Sunday night, Sunday night football. Um, Alliance Sunday night football. Bleacher Report for the younger generation. Uh, BleacherReport.com, BleacherReportLive.com. Going to have online games. Um, so, it's nice as a better. It's another thing, right? It's a nice thing as a better that you'll be able to watch every single game uh, that's played. The only there's no real rule changes. The only difference is there's no kickoff, so you get the ball at the 25 yard line, which will be happening in the NFL sooner rather than later. Um, the uh, play clock is 35 seconds instead of 40 seconds. There's like I think there's a 150 li- minute limit on the game. So basically, they had they're they're basically like hell bent on doing this in like two and a half hours or so. They think the NFL is too long. So it's going to be a little shorter, but the quarters are the same, essentially. Um, There's less TV commercials. I guess the commercials, they're going to have sponsors just sort of name pop up on the screen, European soccer style. So it's going to be more uh, visually less annoying going to a commercial all the time. Like, Ebersol understands TV, man. His father's a legend of the game. He gets it. One cool thing is, too, there's no onside kick. So since there's no kickoff, so what do you do, like, if you want to do an onside kick late in the game? Instead of an onside kick, guys, interesting format. They give you the ball on your 25-yard line, and it's 4th and 10. If you get the first down, you get to continue. If you don't, the game's over instead of an onside kick. That's wild. So you score, then you have the option to take this uh, this remedied onside, onside play at your own 25? Yeah, I'm saying, like, if you, you – instead of – yeah, exactly. You score a touchdown – and you're down by, you need another four points. Right. Exactly. It's called fourth and death or something. They have some, like, thing fourth. So it's basically, <laughs> you get the ball. If you get a first down, the drive continues. And you, you get to keep the ball. Uh, if not, so it'll be interesting to see. But, like I said, there's some real people behind it. Um, you know, it'll be a feeling out process. We'll have to bet small out of the gate and sort, sort of soak the league in. But... I think it has a chance, man. I remember in the old days, the Arena Football League, in its peak, 
basically used to start a week after the Super Bowl. And same thing. They would pimp it out during the Super Bowl. You think football's over? Wrong. You know, next week, the New York Dragons take on the Philadelphia Soul, <laughs> right? And it, it was good because it, it filled the gap. It led you into March Madness. It's just people like football, but it has to be done the right way and at the right time. I like this Alliance League, the way they're starting. I think it's very smart to be starting a week after the Super Bowl, guys. But anyways, we'll be keeping our eye on that. Uh, Mark, NBA trade deadline makes it pretty tough to bet the NBA tonight, doesn't it, man? When half these guys are looking at their phones and on their phones with their agents asking if they're going to get traded. It does. You know, the player's focus probably isn't where it needs to be, as you mentioned here, and it makes it a little bit more difficult making plays with a lot of confidence tonight. You see, if the honestly, wait till the wave passes here. I myself personally don't like a lot on the card anyway, just for the way that it's set up for the handicap. So uh, the trade deadline is only going to help me throw up a big pass on the card for the NBA tonight. Although what, the database what? has a lot of numbers. There, yeah, Cam, that's, right? what I, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say, Mark. Dipping into your database, it doesn't matter about the trade deadline. It has good numbers. And it says San Antonio on the road versus teams with rest, a bad recipe for the Spurs, 1-6 and six in Golden State. Uh, good numbers to ATS at home with rest, Mark. So I know it's a big line, but uh, maybe the Warriors uh, are in line to kick the crap out of the Spurs. That's what the database thinks. The database thinks just that as well, Kim, as you mentioned here, and throw in the fact that uh, San Antonio beat Golden State uh, last time they played. They beat them by 12 points. So I think the bottom line here is you're going to get a full effort from Golden State in this basketball game. And you know what's frustrating, too? I said, you know, Popovich always does this. It's just it's annoying. So you got San Antonio, Golden State. Could be a fun basketball game. Could be a good game. San Antonio didn't even play last night. And they're not playing DeRozan or Aldridge. Like, why? It's nuts. It's the all-star break in a couple of days. <laughs> so true. Why? So that's you're basically like he, giving he, up. He just, that says, yeah, he that just says we can't win this game. We can't win like, this for game. For a guy that gets as much love as Popovich does, the guy, like, concedes probably, like, eight to ten games a year, guys. It's ridiculous. And he does this all the time against Golden State. I brought this up earlier. I said it's a shame. And, you know, it's to the point where these TV networks stop scheduling them on TV. Like, Popovich will screw you. He doesn't care. I'm starting to think Popovich is going to rest tomorrow when they go back to Toronto, Cam. Like, he's just, like, he does weird things like this. It's like it's a big game. He figures, ah, well, whatever, you know. Even though it's the all-star break, won't play. Like, Aldridge and DeRozan, they're not hurt. Like, both of them could play tonight. They're not under load management. It's ridiculous. Like, it's a problem in the NBA. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's, I, I like this that, league, but it's annoying. That's conceding. That's conceding. And 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 what the part about sports is, you know, you 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 these guys are allowed to do stuff like that. There's no there's no laws against it. And he's been doing it for years, Marenzi. It's pathetic. You're right. You're basically saying we have no chance of beating Golden State tonight. I'm gonna sit out my stars. Great. Well, he also beat Portland last time he played out his last game, too. So he's going into revenge both nights back-to-back here against Golden and against Portland. And as you oh, mentioned, yeah. Gabe, if he ends up resting these players here these two games, he's completely All right. just throwing up, throwing up the white towel between now and the All-Star game. Exactly. So you know what they're probably thinking then? And there's, there's always a method. You know there's a method to Pop's madness is uh, they're not going to be in a tiebreaker situation with Golden State. Could be in a tiebreaker situation with Philadelphia with uh with Portland. With Portland. Which is the more that. important game. No question. Yeah, that's a good thought. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna be tied. 
You wouldn't have the same yeah. record, Cam. You know what I mean? It's Golden State at the end of the yes. year. Like, Golden State's going to be point. better than you. You could have the same record as Portland. So I could see Pop saying, yeah. You see the Raptors do that, too. Like, they pick and choose. All right. We'll lose to Philly, but we'll beat Milwaukee. It's just it's annoying. And the NBA should, like, stretch the schedule out a little bit more so we don't fall into these spots. But let's talk some college basketball as the Minnesota Golden Gophers, quietly 16-6, and six, taking on uh, a 16-6 and six Wisconsin Badger team. It's funny because, you know, the public perception is that, hey, the Gophers suck and the Badgers are having a down year. But 16-6 and six isn't bad. Uh, in, in the Big Ten, but I'm looking at the Coffee Club, which is a great read. Uh, Minnesota Golden Gopher head coach Rick, uh, Richard Pitino, 11-23 and 23 straight up, 12-22 and uh, 22 against the spread against Avenging Conference foes, including 1-7 straight up and 0-8 and against the spread the last eight. And now we've got the Wisconsin Badgers coming to town tonight, uh, Mark. Yeah, Minnesota might have made a mistake when they beat the Badgers up in Madison earlier this year. And I've been on the Badgers most of the season this year. They're one of my pedigree teams that had a good winning season last year that brings all five starters back. And whenever you have these five returning starter teams, guys, that are playing with revenge in conference basketball games, you get their best effort. They get full focus in these types of basketball games. You also mentioned you throw in the fact that Wisconsin's been really good in the Big Ten road. 8-0-1 to the spread the last nine Big Ten games on the road. You've got them in a win situation here tonight. i got to listen to what the coffee club says. Stand up and play the Wisconsin Badgers tonight. Another uh, another college basketball game uh, tonight. Rhode Island, the Rams. Uh, Rhode Island on the road here this evening. Uh, they're at Davidson. Davidson, a sparkling 10-0 on their home court, guys. Wow. 16-5 uh, and on the season. Eight and two, nice current form. Eight and two straight up last ten basketball games. Uh, taking on a, a Ram team that you know struggles on the road. Seems like a short price, guys. Laying minus four with uh, with Davidson here, uh, Mark. It does. It looks to be that way, Gabe. Uh, we called it out in the club that uh, Rhode Island 0-6 to the spread as road dogs when they're between home games. A mini one-game road dog treks. Not good for Rhode Island here. My main concern here, though, would be the fact that Davidson did take them out of the conference tournament last year. So that usually gets some focus. That could be the case for the Rams tonight, but their past trends don't support the game. I'm going to stay out of it and uh, acknowledge that 0-6 road dog record for Rhode Island in this game tonight. Okay, I'm looking at some of these top 25 yeah. games. Creighton and just... Villanova tonight. Nova's minus nine. It's tough. Tough games tonight. Oh, you Very know what Cam I wanted to bring up? Me and, you know, Mark, me and Cam brought this up. We were talking about the best teams against the spread. And uh, we were talking about... Uh, we were talking about uh, Mississippi, and they were like 15-1 and one against the spread or something. Well, they've been on a spread slide, these guys, actually, man, uh, Mississippi. And, uh, you know, it's, it's ever, ever since we called that out, Cam. I know, uh, they've been a disaster. <laughs> yeah, M- Mississippi have been in fade mode, actually. Sure. Yeah, what happened is Kermit Davis took over that program, and uh, they were picked to finish last in the Southeast Conference, got no respect at all. And he had them overachieving early out of the gate before they went into conference play. And lo and behold, when you get to conference play, you know, that's the real deal. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, uh, Mississippi is getting other 
uh, teams' attention inside that conference. And like you say, Gabe, they're backsliding right now. So the law of averages catching up with the Rebels as we're speaking right now. What about an ugly, ugly dog tonight, Mark, in Texas A&M? Uh, Texas A&M have actually been covering on the road. They're getting, the, you know, because they get a ton of points all the time suddenly. 8-12 and 12 straight up, but getting 9.5 points. Did that game uh, catch your eye at all tonight? Well, I would look there. The only reason I'm not going to I'm not going to snap that big ugly dog on the, onto them tonight is the fact that uh, Ole Miss is at home off a home loss as a favorite. A&M did take them out last year when they played one time last year. A&M won, wins the basketball game. And then A&M schedule has got a couple of revenge games that are kind of in a sticky, uh, what you would call an, uh, a revenge sandwich here against A&M tonight. But bottom line is no way do I want Mississippi. We just talked about that, laying double digits at home in the condition that they're in. Yeah. Mark, looking at the coffee club, too. I, uh, Chicago Bulls aren't great, but I really like that stat. 7 one ATS with three days rest. I might put them on my card tonight, buddy. Yeah, I would look there, too. Uh, you know, they've got revenge. They're off a loss. And uh, New Orleans right now with that Anthony Davis uh, stuff all up in the air is not focused as well. I'm with you, Gabe. Mark Lawrence, right. playbook.com. Check it out, playbook.com. Available on your mobile device. Thanks, Mark. Hey, my guys. Pleasure. Enjoy the games. Be well. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Always good with uh, with Mark Lawrence. Lou from Gamblu.com will uh, join us a little bit later on. We'll talk some MMA uh, with Lou. Or maybe a little NHL as well. Lou uh, generally waits uh, for, for the playoffs. He soaks in the, the regular season and starts firing off uh, the futures. Um, I'm getting excited about this uh, start of this new football league. At least it's it's another sport to, to um, you know, it's another sport to get us by. Another sport to watch, another sport to bet on, another sport to break down, and um, another sport to uh, to sort of carry carry the time over to uh, to March Madness. It's around the corner. That's sort of the next big thing, right? I and mean, pitchers and catchers reporting is cool, but that doesn't mean there's like a bunch of games on TV and that there's a bunch of gambling and stuff. So we'll have this football league to bet on. It's a lot of UFC action coming up over the next. Uh, uh, year or so, and uh, next next months because of the ESPN Plus deal that they have, pretty much a weekly card on ESPN Plus, and uh, the next thing you know, it'll be March Madness. Cam March Madness starts, I think it's March seventeenth this year. Yeah, so it's 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 about five weeks. Like next week, it'll be a month away type thing. One of my favorite times of the year, Morency, the Thursday. Friday action, it's wicked. Games going on all the time. It's nice to go to Vegas, but I'm kind of with you, like from the Super Bowl beatdown. Uh, I'll talk to uh, Lisa. Maybe we'll join you in Atlantic City, but uh, doing a five-hour uh, party trip to Vegas and coming back doesn't seem like it's in the cards since I'm going to be going there with my brother for my birthday in April anyway. So maybe we'll do Atlantic City for a weekend. Yeah, Atlantic City is uh, you know a hell of a lot closer. You see, too, it, it softens the blow flying in and out when it's only an hour and a half or something like that. That's the like thing. That. If, I, if I had it's that Vegas flight that day, 
if I had that Vegas flight instead of New York, it would have been a whole different story. Like that, the good thing it's an hour and a half. Boom, I'm back. You know what I mean? I'm back at my place. It's perfect. Like if you had like a five six hour flight after that Super Bowl, it, I would have been like depressed. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like I would have been like just so beat down. Like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to think about. It. That's the thing about Vegas. I keep on thinking, like, we go out there, it's just, the, it's just the travel after the party, too, and then it's it takes you, like, we're older now, it takes us, like, a week to get back in our rhythm, like, you can't shake it off, like, in a day, and me and Gabe, people, we used to do trips where we'd fly out of Vegas and do damn TV shows, like, getting from the airport to the studio when we were working together, buddy, like, that's just stupid, we couldn't do that now, <laughs> it's nuts. No, well, I've, I've sort of done things like that now, but, yeah, it's rough. Very it's, rough. It's, 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 yeah, it's not easy, as you stated. It, it's not as bad like Russ Amber uh, once told me, right? I said, how do you, uh, I said, man, you're on TV all the time. You're on the road all the time. How do you stay so healthy? He said, I'm not drinking or doing blow in a hotel room all night. And, Excellent uh, point. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, well, there was no blow, but, you know, just bo- yeah. boozing yeah, it up bo- even boozing. makes it worse, yeah, right? Oh, for you sure. catch for up. Sure. Yeah, I mean. Definitely. A couple of days of, but like you said, most normal people go on trips like that, party their ass off, and then. Sleep and they don't all day work in for a while. <laughs> yeah, and then the next they'll go for dinner that night in the town or whatever, and they, they recover, and the next day they're fine. But yeah, it makes it tougher when you're getting off planes. And you know, look, you did the show yesterday or two days ago. You got off the plane a couple hours later, you're doing the show. But it, it is a too. big difference. Yeah, it sure is. It's a is. big difference, though, like doing it like after an hour and a half flight, then like a whole production of five hours and six hours and getting to the airport two hours before and. Getting, you know, trying to get home from the airport after. So, thing traveling can be a bitch, but at the same point in time, life's life's pretty short. You don't want to just, you know, time can go by and then you realize you haven't done anything and you've sat on the couch yeah. for the last three years. You know. Yeah, I liked your story when we were at the old uh, Marenzi studio. You're like, God, I hope uh, on my deathbed I don't uh, sit back and think, God, I watch too much Mac football. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all those stupid games we bet on. Oh, we will. Like, we're watching Middle Tennessee State play. Troy. Oh, what a game, you know? Other people are out doing stuff. We're betting on on those games. But, hey, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, you know, life... uh... There will, there will be those regrets at some point in time, I imagine. Uh, there, there will we've be also those regrets. Some, we've had some good times, though. Like We've also gone to Vegas how many times for March Madness, meet and greets, road rages. So there's been a lot of good, there's been a lot of good too, a lot of partying and uh, camaraderie, too. We've done, we've done, let's just say it hasn't been a boring life. Um, so we were talking about the Alliance. No, that's for sure. Uh, we were talking about the, uh, the Alliance League. Uh, the XFL is going to be starting up next year, too. So suddenly out of the blue, there's all these new leagues. And, you know, the XFL, they're going to do that relatively seriously uh, as well. They've got serious people. You know, Vince McMahon's a serious dude. Uh, Andrew Luck's father, Oliver Luck, is the one that's uh, running the XFL. And there's a report now that uh, Bob Stoops, there was a rumor that Stoops was going to be uh, uh, was going to be involved in the XFL, actually. But it looks like it's not official, but... Pretty, it's getting there. Basically, reports are Stoops agrees to become coach and general manager of the XFL Dallas franchise. I don't know how the XFL. The, the thing is, I like this new Alliance League. What you're talking about, due to the fact that Ebersol knows how the XFL failed the first time, and I think they're really going to know the TV nuances to, to to make it work. I don't know. Well, it's the son part. of Charlie Ebersol, yeah, right? Char- so sorry, son of son of Charlie Ebersol. Was, yeah, but yes. he he gets it too. He yeah. he's the one that did the thirty for thirty piece 
on the XFL. So, yeah, he understands that what worked and didn't. You're right. So that's the thing. And I don't know about the XFL the second time. We'll, we'll see. Hey, more leagues is better. And what we got with the NFL recently, it, it's actually nice that the, the NFL will always probably be king. But it's nice that we have some competition. And hopefully uh, the, the league surprises. We get some good games. And uh, you know what I mean? Won't have to be jonesing all the time. I think it'd be a, a great thing. It's better to have more uh, more people involved, Gabe. You just don't want to have one league. It's like, oh, we're jonesing for the NFL. At least with this other stuff, it's good. It'll keep them on their toes. Yeah, as long as it's done well and done right, people will watch other football leagues. So you have this new Alliance League. The XFL is going to be in the mix. I talked about the pay structure of of the Alliance League. So basically players, they have to sign a three-year deal, and that's pretty much to block them from going to the XFL next year, right? Like that's so sort of that, – that's, that's interesting – but if you're a player and you want to play football, you're not going to wait for the XFL next year. You don't even know if it's going to get off the ground. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? it could. Yeah, it might. It probably will. But are you really? You know, are you going to? You're going to wait it out. And you know, the, these leagues they kill themselves because they overpay players or they underpay players, right? So they either overpay and they're not going to be able to stay in business because they're overpaying, or they underpay like the Arena Football League, like the Arena Football League can. Um, like remember Dan Graziani? He was uh, he was an Atlanta Falcon quarterback briefly, like backup, and forgot where yep. he played college. I think it might have been Oregon State. Um, whatever. Like so, Graziani was a guy. He was a decent quarterback. But I remember in the Arena Football League, there was another guy, Aaron Garcia, in, in the Arena League. Pretty good quarterback, Aaron Garcia. And you know the quarterbacks in, in the Arena League were making, you know, they were making three hundred fifty k a year, dude. Like, they were making, you know, you were getting paid as a skilled quarterback type thing. You know, there were some good quarterbacks in the Arena Football League. Now, the Arena Football League, like, man, they're paying, like, literally, like, 500 a game type thing. Like, wide receivers, I don't know, quarterbacks might be getting, like, two two dimes a game or a 1000 bucks, But it's like, and the quality suffered because of it, right? All the dudes left. They were like, screw this. I'm not playing this league for next to nothing. I'm already playing for nothing, so I'm not going to play for really nothing here. So the Arena League basically fell apart. So I'm saying here like this, this Alliance League, you know, they each so each player is making $80,000. There's only 10 games in the season. So you're getting 80K for about three months' work. It's not bad. Not bad. And no, it's you're, good. You're, you're, fair. you're playing football. It also, it's a good audition if you actually do think you could still play in a National Football League or or even the CFL for that matter because the XFL in this league, they don't pay as much as the CFL. So the CFL still really doesn't have to worry. They might lose like a safety here and there, Cam. You know what I mean? Like some kid that's going to be a DB that would get like 90K or 110K from the Ticats might say, ah, screw it. I'll take 70K from Vince McMahon and play in the XFL because it's, it's in the States. That might happen, but as far as, like, really talented sort of skill position players, look, the Alliance League's not going to be a threat. They're doing three-year deals for $250,000. You know, star wide receivers in the CFL are making two hundred fifty k a year. Yep. Like, you know, those you know, guys on the Eskimos and, like, you know, the t- like I said, the top wide receivers in the league, they're making well, about 250 and stuff, 275. I think, I Some think, of them are making 300. I think a lot of guys in the NFL are going to be looking at CFL receivers. If you don't, take take a look at a guy who played for the Argos, Dontrell Inman, and how effective he was uh, with the Indianapolis uh, Colts there. Like, there's guys. Well, Duke hey, Williams got signed by the Bills. 
I like that move. Yeah, well, when you look at the Bills receiving core, why not? Like, why wouldn't you give a guy like Duke Williams a shot? Like, there's guys in the CFL that play. Like, Inman wasn't even the best CFL receiver. He came into the uh, came into the NFL, and he was very, very productive. So they also talk about Bo, Bo Levi Mitchell with the Vikings camp and stuff. Like, the CFL is a good game. Like, that's the thing. Like, people have to understand. It's There's some very good players in that league that can play in the NFL. So, yeah, I like that move, Gabe. Duke Williams well, there are, for the but... Bills is good. I like that. But, you know, it comes down to the – it always comes down to the question is, do you want to be sort of the, the big fish or the small fish? And I brought this up before. Yeah, there's a ton of dudes. There's a ton of dudes that could be playing – There's a, not a ton, but there's a, there's a bunch of guys in the CFL that could be on the NFL, you know, but they'd be a backup, they'd be this, they'd be that or whatever. They'd get cut, they'd be battling for jobs all the time. But they realize, you know what, if I can play on the Ottawa Red Blacks, have a comfortable career here, be on this team for, you know, four years, and and make enough money to buy a house, and make enough money to save money for the future and stuff. You know, like, you look at the quarterbacks, dude. You know, a guy, Mike Riley's making $700,000 a year. Yep. Yeah. So, the guy's been in the league for a while, Cam. He's got, like, a five-year deal at $3.5 So, in other words, he's a millionaire. Here, right? Like, if Mike Riley was in the NFL... He'd be getting cut every two years. Like, yeah, he'd hang on somewhere, and you're third string this and that. Like, Bo Levi Mitchell, though, is a little underpaid by CFL standards. He makes four ninety five Canadian. So, if he's going to get offered like seven hundred and fifty US, eight fifty US, yep. it's hard take not it. to take it, right? Exactly. Good call. Even if you get cut after a year, because it's like double the money. CFL's really changed, Marenzi. Remember back in the day, they had that story when Paul McCallum missed that uh, field goal. The guy was basically like, remember, he was like a, a mailman in Saskatchewan. He used to be a yeah. letter carrier <laughs> and stuff. People are chucking crap There's at him. There's still a stuff. few dudes yeah. like that. Yeah. There's a few like that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, they've come a long way. Like the league is, it, as it continues to grow, guys, yeah, you said it. Guys can actually have a Well, nice it goes up and down. Like, you know, in the 70s, in the 70s, the CFL actually paid more than the NFL. Yeah, it was better than the NFL. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. It was, exactly. Eisner. Like, yeah. exactly. Like, in the, you know, I'm not going to say it was a better league, but it was sort of on par. You know what yeah. I mean? It was, you know, like Heisman Trophy winners, like Johnny Rogers left Nebraska. And um, when he went into the league, the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't know, they offered him like $150,000 a year. The Alouettes offered him like $300,000 a year. He went to the Montreal Alouettes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. He didn't play for the Eagles. He was like, I don't need to play in the NFL. I want to get paid. So he went and he played for the Montreal Alouettes. Like, Fred Bolitnikoff. Like, you go down the list and then even, you know, Doug Flutie was making like a million and a half a year. They were paying real money. But that's when the league sort of started getting in trouble a bit where it was just a competitive imbalance, right? It's like Calgary and Toronto had money and no one else did. And they were just beefing up with these sort of mega star players. Rocket and Ismail. The rest that, yeah, that's when exactly. things were going down. John Candy ownership group. Yeah, that's when. McCall well, look, I had Rocket Ishmael on. He yeah. told the story about that, and I said, you know, why did you go, you know, to to the Argos instead of the Raiders? And I forget who got drafted in his draft, but he basically stated, he goes, I was going to be the second pick overall in the NFL draft, and uh, he said it was pretty much set in stone. He said the Raiders even told me, because they said that that guy's going first, you're going to go second. And basically, in those days, it was locked in what you got paid. And he, they basically told him, you know what I mean? His agent said, yeah, you're going to get a four-year deal, and you're going to get $3.2 million or something like that. And he was like, okay, cool. I'll go, we'll finish the story on the other side about how he ended up with the Toronto Argonauts.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time position, ready, Braves radio. Uh, yeah, just quick on Rocket Ishmael. So, yeah, the, the Raiders told, Al Davis told him, yeah, we're going to draft you. And pretty much the salaries were set in stone. And, you know, it was all right, but it wasn't as much as he thought it was going to be. And then he got a call, basically, from from Wayne Gretzky. It was actually Bruce McNall that called him, yeah. I guess. It was Bruce McNall, but then put Gretzky on the phone. And I guess within like a couple of hours, man, they flew in to see him. They said, hey, can we come see you? And they brought John Candy. So he walked into the meeting. John Candy's there. John Candy's a funny guy, and he was known then at the time, obviously. So Candy was there. Wayne Gretzky was there. And they basically said, you know, forget about the NFL. We'll give you a million dollars a year. <laughs> and uh, it was even a little more than that even, like plus incentives and stuff. And he took it. Yeah, he went and played for the Toronto Arts. like... This whole thing, like CFL used to actually like poach players from the NFL. I remember the NFL was pissed when that happened. Yeah, they, they were, were like, "Oh, CFL, how dare they? They're coming in." And, you know, what I mean? it's like, it's like oh, boo hoo, yeah, <laughs> yeah boo yeah. boo hoo. But yeah, I feel sorry for the NFL. Give me a pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, Rocket Ishmael did end up on the Raiders after. <laughs> like, that's true. They had his rights. The uh, Al Davis drafted him anyways. <laughs> if you remember, one of the Al best. Davis, but he didn't take him second overall, though, remember. He exactly. took him later. Like, he didn't take him second overall. People knew. They were like, no, nah, he's going to the CFL. One of the best Raiders and CFL players, Swervin Mervin Fernandez, had a great career. Oh, in yeah, both yeah. Leagues. Excellent Yeah, he player. was real good. The Craig Martin's asking if you could play in both leagues and or in multiple these leagues. Generally not. Like, the CFL used to used to let you play in the Arena League. Well, put it this way, Craig Martin. Like, the Arena League didn't have a choice. Like, they they were just like... Remember, like, uh, Adrian McPherson? Yep. I liked him. The, uh, yeah, big kid out of Florida State. Uh, Toronto Argonauts. He was on the... Uh, he was on the New England Patriots, too, wasn't he? No, that was Michael Bishop. So, same thing. Michael Bishop, Adrian McPherson, these guys, they were both in the Arena League, also both in the CFL. And, like, the Arena League couldn't really do anything about it. They were just happy that they would hang out with them for 10, 12 weeks, right, and play. Exactly. But now the CFL pays enough money. They're not really down with you playing in other leagues, no. And the Alliance is an exclusive contract. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Hey everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your Fantasy Sports Radio Sports Update. Let's take a look at the betting board tonight in the NCAA. Early action at 6 o'clock tonight, guys, so get in your tickets early. UConn and Temple. Owls, four and a half point home phase, 147. Taking a look at top 25 action. Number 24, Maryland, takes on Nebraska. Cornhuskers, minus two, 136 is the total in that game. Number 14, Villanova, hosting the Creighton Blue Jays. Wildcats, nine, 152. Minnesota and Wisconsin, good one in the Big Ten. Badgers, two and a half, 133. And as Mark Lawrence mentioned with Gabe and me, Badgers have been ATS money on the road this year. 21 LSU at Mississippi State. Bulldogs, three-point favorites in that game. 155 is the over-under. And in the late game, number six, Nevada, is at Colorado State. Wolfpack, 12 and a half, 152. NBA transactions continue to go down. Miami is nearing a deal for guard Tyler Johnson to Phoenix. League sources telling ESPN. The big one that happened, though, is the Clippers have traded away Tobias Harris, also going in the deal. Boban Marjanovic and uh, Mike Scott to Philadelphia in exchange for Landry Shamat, Mike Muscala, and Wilson Chandler. But the big news for the clip they get two first round picks and a pair of second round picks in the deal nice big score for LA there Harris is having a great season for the clip joints this guy could have been an all-star 26 year old averaging 20.7 points close to eight boards and 2.7 assists in 54 games the 76ers also after this deal say they intend on signing Harris to a long-term deal to get that big foreign Billy of Embiid Simmons Butler and Harris the Pistons also sending Stanley Johnson to Milwaukee for Thon Maker today seven games on on the NBA hardwood, Denver and Brooklyn Nuggets, 3-225. New Orleans is visiting Chicago. The Bulls are favored in this one, minus one and a half, 227 is your total. Washington at Milwaukee, Bucks, 12-230. Charlotte and Dallas, the Mavericks, five and a half point favorites, 215 is your over-under. Phoenix heads to Utah, no booker for the Suns. Jazz, 15 and a half point favorites, 217. And Houston, Sacramento, Rockets, minus three, 236. Eric Gordon, questionable. And the big one, this line opened up at 11 now. 14 and a half Golden State hosting San Antonio. As Marenzi mentioned, DeMar DeRozan out, Aldridge out for San Antonio. They're waving the flag. The Super Bowl champion New England Patriots have hired Greg Schiano as their new defensive coordinator. He spent the last three seasons with Ohio State under Urban Meyer. The Falcons releasing kicker Matt Bryant today, not due to performance. The guy did pretty well, and he plans to play for a team in an 18th season. He converted 20 of 21 field goals. He can still kick. Yeah, he damn right he can. He kicked a 57-yarder and 94. No, he's been one of the best kickers in the league the exactly. last few years. And you figure, oh, it's just the dome. But like you said, he was 20-21. He also hit kicks on the road, too. Exactly, Marenzi. It's all about the salary, though. He was going to make $4.1 million. They're looking to save money there. And this Antonio Brown story won't go That's away. It's a lot of buddy cap. It is for a kicker. So for, for, for a is, kicker, like, yeah, but yeah. But like, game, kickers can win and lose games, as we've seen this year. I know. Cody Parkey. I know. You know what? Sometimes you got to bite the bullet. I'm actually going to say if I had a good kicker, I'd pay him, but that's just me. Uh, NFL looking at But he's old. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the he's thing. So you can, I, I know. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get him back. They try to, like. For less listen, money. We'll, for less we'll money. We'll give you 2.1 mil or something. We you know? like you, Matt. We just can't afford yeah. your price tag. Cut us a, cut us some slack. Give us give us a lot of money against the cap, bro. It is. What do you got? Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and Devontae Freeman on the team. It's tough to pay your kicker four mil. 
Exactly. Well, uh, Antonio Brown, we, me and Gabe talked about this uh, situation getting worse. The NFL now investigating those allegations of domestic dip- dis- uh, abuse. The mother of one of Brown's kids said Brown pushed her to the ground in a recent January argument. Nick Foles, he has voided his 2019 uh, option with the Eagles. So the Super Bowl MVP from two years ago, it could be his last stint in Philly. We talked about the stadium deal. Raiders, we don't want you. The San Francisco Giants Oracle Stadium out. They don't want the Raiders. The 49ers to home, Levi Stadium, you don't want the Raiders. So it looks like the Raiders are going to stay in Oakland. But Gabe, I've had a better one for this. Why don't you just go to Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas with the rattlesnakes and dirt and play that season there? Because who cares? You're going to be playing at a big stadium in 2020. In the NHL, horrible news. Minnesota forward Miko Koivu out for the rest of the year. He tore his ACL in his right knee. Surgery Friday, he's done. Just two games in the NHL tonight, both in the Eastern Conference. The Leafs hosting Ottawa, Battle of Ontario. Leafs minus 320, total six and a half. And the Rangers entertaining Boston, Yangs Rangers. Bruins minus 150, total six. And Gabe, speaking of the Leafs, they're suing Snoop Dogg Dogg for trademark infringements on their weed logo, saying it's too much like the Maple Leaf logo. Stay. We had a buddy who had a. They've got no leaf. <laughs> I don't think they're going to. I don't think uh, the Leafs are going to love seeing the logo. It, it's not whatever. They don't own like. They don't own like buds. What are they going to sue Ohio State next too? They're yeah, so it looks yeah, like yeah, Buckeye. You don't yeah. own like a, what a maple leaf looks like. <laughs> it's a leaf. <laughs> it's a weird thing to copyright. You can't copyright. It's a leaf. So, like the, the you don't are... own leaves. You don't own yeah. leaves. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And I'll, actually, if you say it, it's a weed leaf. Correct. Like you're yeah, a maple yeah. leaf. Like uh, dude, yeah. I'm a judge. I'd be like, I'm not. This is ridiculous. Like get yeah. it out. We're, of here. Th- we're throwing this out. So Gabe says, "Don't worry, Stoop Dog. You're going to be okay." Color. Yeah, I know. The leaves are barking up the wrong tree, messing with the wrong dog. New Jersey Devils also trading Brian Boyle to Nashville today for a second-round pick. Stick around. More Red Heat Rage with me and Gabe Morenci coming up. We'll talk everything betting and a whole lot more fun. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Level two, game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Yeah, it's a good thing uh, the Leafs have never found our boys over at MIB before. You want to talk about losses? Oh, holy crap. Oh, buddy. He stole, that, he stole their jersey. That is. Oh, like, oh, yeah. oh, that I'll is. Like, let's just say this, game. He wouldn't be owning a golf course if the Leafs found that jersey. <laughs> well, he'd be all right. He just needs to cease and assist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he does it all the time. Know what he did with his oh, other guy? Hey. I, I just, yeah, I love I this guy. Know what he did? There was one with, uh, you know, that uh, the food company, Foodora, like the traveling, like delivery company. He did like Weedora, and didn't even like like the name and logo. Like he doesn't even try to like kind of change it. It's like, nah, I'm just gonna rip off your stuff till you tell me not to. Like that's the thing. He gets a lot of cease and desist, right? So he just stays in business. No like total lawsuits yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw. <laughs> Years ago, I remember, he's got this nice packaging of, like, the Incredible Hulk. Uh, oh, yeah, the like Marvel Spider-Man stuff. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's Marvel. Right. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, you cut a deal with Marvel? He's like, oh, I'm trying to. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to. I remember telling him, I was like, yeah, I don't. I know, you're like, whoa. I, said, I, I told him, I said, I don't know, like, how Marvel's going to look at you, like. 
selling weed called the Incredible Hulk, but you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the era we're in right now. Yeah, good but point. But the Leafs, yeah, the Leafs don't have a case, dude. I, I, I see the logo here for the Snoop Dogg company. So that's pretty cool. Snoop Dogg's actually pretty smart, isn't he? Snoop Damn Dogg right. owns the weed delivery service in California, the largest weed delivery service. Snoop Dogg <laughs> owns it. This guy's so smart, man. He's kind of like Scrovy, but his ideas are like real good. Like he really has like Scrovy's got a little bit of money, and Snoop Dogg really has yeah, like Snoop Dogg's got some money. money. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, takes it to the next to... level. <laughs> 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 yeah, we got. Yeah, it's actually funny. He invited us to the, his golf course for uh, the grand opening, and I told him, Gabe, I'm kind of like uh, Chris. Uh, Gabe brought up a really good point on our show. Like you're gonna have to hire like shuttle drivers and stuff. Like you can't have. Oh, yeah, what did he say? Go, what, wait, what he, goes, did he, did he? he goes. He didn't even know. He's like, oh, excellent. Yeah, we gotta. Kind of go through that. You, know you just gotta let people like smoke twenty joints and drive into a rock. Like, what are you gonna do with golf carts? Think about if there's water holes. No, no, he's dead. gonna need like a pickup yeah, in Toronto oh, and stuff. You and need, he needs, there, you need a, kit. yeah, you need a security guard. Yeah, he told me he's like buying a place in Smith Falls. It's wicked, buddy. I gotta tell you the whole story. It's amazing. He wants us there. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll move to Smith Falls in here. Yeah. Hey, why not? Cheap rent. God, it's really in the middle of nowhere, that place. It is. Game time to sit. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're into uh, level two here, second hour on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. 5.12 Eastern Time, 2.12 uh, Pacific, wherever you uh, may be, Central, Mountain, Atlantic, uh, whatever time zone uh, you're in. I know we got people listening uh, all over the world, actually, so a uh, shout-out to wherever you're tuning in to uh, us uh, right now on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, including the... Uh, the uh, American Forces uh, Networks um, as well. So let's bring in uh, Lou from Gamblue.com uh, right now. Lou! Always a pleasure, Lou. How you doing? I'm doing great, gentlemen, and I will just say this. I'm, I'm raring to go, and if we have Armed Forces Radio listening to us, let me just say that we get to do this because of these freaking real heroes doing that. So... Nothing but respect to those listeners and all the listeners. Yeah, shout out well to, said, uh, to yeah, yeah, shout out to the uh, the American Forces. They they changed the name Lou from uh, the Armed Forces uh, Radio Network to uh, American Forces. I love it. Great. Well, I'm sorry I didn't call them correctly. I'll sure try and make. Oh that no, no. I'm just yeah, yeah. No. Just yeah, just letting you know. It's it's uh, like a little gentler, kinder. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> it's like uh, when KFC, no, no, not Kentucky Fried Kitchen right. Fresh. Yeah, yeah, it feels better. 
Kitchen fresh. <laughs> kitchen fresh chicken. That sounds very nice. Yeah, you're right. Qualified like in today's today's yoga, yeah. uh, yoga yeah. uh, tofu, right? Like, yeah, kitchen scares fresh, people. Kentucky fried. No, no, it's kitchen fresh. <laughs> Still fried, yeah, but it's kitchen fresh. Kitchen fresh. Right. All right, baby. All right, Lou. So uh, quickly on the Super Bowl, we've already been there and done it. It is what it is. Horrible day. What a travesty! Oh. What a travesty of a football game, Lou. I loved it. <laughs> oh yeah, the under. That's right. I, I, guess, well, the no, under. I, I did, but I, I I had the Rams a couple ways, so I give some money back. But but let's face it, these a a, a ball game or a fight, it's like art. It, it's like watching a guy paint. Now this particular game, I'll tell you, I said on Twitter, it reminded me of Super Bowl five, and you guys aren't old enough to know that, but it was a complete sloppy slugfest where Chuck Howley, the defensive linebacker for the losing team Cowboys, won the MVP. It was the famous Colts win when uh, Jim O'Brien kicked the field goal, and it, it was just a terrible game. And this one eclipsed that. So historically, uh, I think it holds its place. It For me, what I come away with, and, and I kick myself because uh, unfortunately for the young coach, Sean McVay, he was completely exposed as being junior in every capacity to the master that is Bill Belichick. Excellent. Uh, that's, all, that's what we said, yeah, too, I can't, Lou. I can't disagree he was with a deer that. in the headlights, rattled. I'll give Marenzi credit. The Super Bowl week, he talked about it. All the interviews that they did, all the extra time, all we saw the whole damn week was like Rams stuff prior to. And once the game starts, they just didn't look ready to play, Lou. They looked discombobulated. It wasn't all golf spot. They had no they had no game flow. They had no game flow. They didn't run like when they were running fast. It started to go well. Yeah, and then they were, then they milked clock. Well, like they, they were, they were killing that, themselves. They killed themselves. You know, it was brought up that... Um, the Patriots, and listen, Belichick's a diabolical genius. He, you know, we give him credit for that. But I guess the Patriots, like, rarely ever play zone defense. Like, they never did it this year. And they play man-to-man all the time. And they basically did, like, a ton of zone against the Rams. And McVay never changed anything. Like, so, like, people get frustrated at Goff. But if you look, like, the receivers weren't open. Like, there was no separation. They were running right into the Patriot players. They, you know, they were just, as you stated, that's the difference with the Patriots is the coaching. Belichick is that much better than everybody else. And it's not just the kid in McVay. He's that much better than Tomlin. He's that much better than Mike McCarthy. He's that much better than everybody. He just is. I mean, he's won well, six I, Super Bowls. I, I, There's No argument. No argument whatsoever. He He's just better. And, you know, everybody gives Boston our time because they won the World Series, now the Super Bowl. But you know what? Good for them being down. Good for Beantown, man. Let them have their fun. It ain't going to last forever, but while it lasts, let them relish in it. I, I love all the American cities. I love Boston, and I'm I'm happy for them. That said, we got fights in Melbourne this week, big boy. Yeah, yeah, I hear what you're yeah. saying, Lou, about that. And I'm the same way. Listen, I'm not – people think I'm like, oh, I'll upset the Patriots one again. I don't care. It doesn't change me in my life. Someone's got to win the Super Bowl, and it wasn't a bill, so what does it matter to me? Uh, who it was, but the thing is, one thing about it won't last forever, and it's true. But it just seems to be lasting forever. <laughs> like, true, <laughs> it's not. It's like it. It doesn't stop. It's like twelve championships in seventeen years in this city. 
like I said, I remember, man, being a Bills fan. Like, when the Bills were good with Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and Bruce Smith, etc., Cornelius Bennett, the Patriots were nobodies, man. Like, our, my, my concern was always Dan Marino and the Dolphins. You know what I mean? The Patriots, they had half empty. Like, the biggest, for years, dude, the Patriots' biggest moment was the time the guy on a weekend pass in a local jail came out and, you know, plowed the snow for a field goal. <laughs> like, that was the history of the Patriots. And it's amazing to think their first ever Super Bowl was in 86, and they got smashed. And here they are later. They've won more than anyone else or tied now with anyone else going with Pittsburgh. And, yeah, it's a hell of a story, but nevertheless. So let's talk some fights. And, you know, it's one of the things that saved my ass, Lou. I guess it was uh, gambler's karma or fate looking out for me here. But me and Cam went to the Meadowlands uh, racetrack and uh, sportsbook, uh, FanDuel sportsbook on Saturday night before the Super Bowl. And my plan was to bet a bunch of UFC fights, take my winners, and then roll it over on the Super Bowl. Uh, but I had a few too many drinks, and we got carried away betting the ponies, and I never cashed my uh, my MMA tickets. So I was all pissed off. I was like, I was like, oh man! Like the next day, I was like, oh, I forgot to cash these. I could have bet this on the Super Bowl. I didn't. But uh, it's a good thing it worked out for me because we went four and zero with the UFC, and uh, we would have lost the money with the Super Bowl bets for the most part, unless we got lucky with another prop or something. So it actually worked out. So it rolls into this weekend, Lou. We'll see if we can keep the hot streak going uh, in the octagon. Yeah, I think it, uh, it, you know, and here's one interesting thing so far. I, I haven't been able to say this in several years, but so far this year, we are 13-13 favorites to underdogs in the UFC. I, I mean, that's incredible. Uh, I, I think what happens this week, however, will be a, a, a relatively substantial favorite run to bring the uh, numbers back into skew, I think. Well, we got Gastelum and uh, Whitaker as the main event. Whitaker's a pretty big favorite here, Lou, in the minus 250 range. Right, and I've handicapped this fight and studied the heck out of it. I really do like Gastelum a lot. However, this is Whitaker in front of his home people after 10 rounds with Godzilla, King Kong, and my mother-in-law all rolled into one. Uh, it's Yoel Romero. <laughs> My Joel Romero is the real deal. <laughs> and for Whitaker to get past him twice, the only thing that I can see as a compelling argument for Gastelum is it, did Romero take too much out of Whitaker? Now, we, we know that Whitaker suffered staff in between the two fights. He broke his thumb in the second fight, and his knee yeah. was he had a he had a meniscus tear in his knee after the first fight. So uh, those are physical fights, uh, and I. But I do like Gastelum. This is going to be a great fight. Um, Gastelum has been really uh, outspoken about this being a stand-up toe-to-toe in the middle of the octagon, and I think uh, while Gastelum is got an advantage with the power and quickness, it's Whitaker that has a more diverse attack. I think he's a little stronger willed and he uses his kicks much more. I do believe Gastelum is baiting him a little bit because I think Gastelum's going to have to get this to the floor to succeed. 
All right, we'll take a quick break uh, here on Ready to Rage, our radio game time decisions, Fantasy Sports Radio Network, iHeartRadio. Not often Anderson Silva's a uh, nearly a plus 500 underdog, but that's what he is against uh, Israel Adesanya. We'll continue our conversation about UFC 234. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am uh, Gabriel Renzi, Cam Stewart, uh, the other voice uh, that you hear, and our guest is Lou from Gamblue.com. We're talking UFC uh, 234, Robert Whitaker taking on Kevin Gastelum. Of course, Robert Whitaker is Australian. This is an Australian. Whitaker's been on a freaking tear and uh, beaten, you know, Jacare Romero. Uh, two consecutive times in a row. Meanwhile, Gasolum's a tough dude, fire hydrant type guy, five foot nine, a uh, real, real thick dude. Comes in on a two fight win streak. He's beaten uh, Jacare and Michael Bisping. Lost to Chris Weidman in the fight uh, before that. You know, Gasolum normally isn't this type type of underdog here. It's, it's a fun fight, Lou. Any any thought on the total of this uh, this fight at all? Well, I've been looking for it, uh, Gabriel, but I but it, it isn't out. There's, you know, will the fight go to decision? But I'm not finding uh, any any totals just yet. I, I tend to think. I mean, yes, I just found one. Saying, I just found what? one. Just posted. Let's see. All right, so we've got uh, over under three and a half minus one twenty. Yeah. So they're yeah they they're saying they don't know. Yeah, like That's over one and a half healthy. is minus three thirty-four. Uh, two and a half rounds over is minus one seventy-five. Three and a half is minus one twenty. Four and a half is plus one twenty. Will fight go the distance? Yes, plus one twenty-five. No, minus one seventy-five. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. I I, I think that the longer it goes the more it, it favors Whitaker, especially at home. Let me make this statement, Gabriel. There's no doubt in my mind that the organization is trying to create a dynamically overhyped all-Australian matchup between Adesanya and Robert Whitaker. They're both 185ers. They're both on this card. One guy's the champ. The other's up and coming. So, I think it's going to be so difficult for Gastelum to win a decision, even if it gets there. 
uh, I, I tend to, this, this is a fight I'm not going to touch because I think it's priced right at Whitaker minus 220 or 250. I would have to take Gastelum in the fight, but I can't find any chinks in Whitaker's armor. I, I just can't. So I will yield to you. You, you went 4 0 last week. Where do you lean? Uh, I feel the same way about this. Um... I think that Gastelum can give him all he can handle, but I think Whitaker wins the fight. You know what I mean? I'm, I can't take Gastelum just because, ooh, it looks like there's value here. And I also don't want to be a parlay playing puke. And, uh, <laughs> and exactly. put Whitaker, I don't like him enough to be putting him in a parlay. My gut instinct, Lou, tells me this fight does not go the distance. There's too much leather and bad intentions in, in, in the octagon for me for this fight to go the distance. I tend to agree with that. I, I mean, you're talking about some bad dudes, and both are primarily have shown themselves. Heavy hitters, Lou. Like, yeah, we're talking about strikers. two dudes that, like, punch for the head. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, with intentions. They're the not killers. looking to score points. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, they're they not like point camp. Yeah, Whitaker's got heavy <laughs> freaking hands. These guys man. are both Gasolim does, too, Lou. Hey, a plus well, 125. I'm going to give Gastelum the edge in power, no question. You know, Whitaker is is a tr- is just volume. He's such a volume guy. However, what I get, can't get past is three inches of height for Whitaker, two inches of reach in both the, in his arms, and four inches of reach in his legs. And Whitaker kicks. So I I, I lean to Whitaker, but I can't wait to watch the fight. It could be one of the best fights of the year. Yeah, it should be a fun fight. So Anderson Silva and uh, Adesanya. Silva you know, t- Anderson plus four sixty five. Wow, that's crazy, man. Travel times of turbulency. Yeah. He's gonna get yeah, killed, I right? Know. Yeah, you know, look at it's. It's sad to see him still fighting, right? Yeah, now. no, He's I got. I got Forty three years old. Like, come on, man, that's tough. Like, that's hard. The He's been in wars fight too. Even that last fight, they claim he won. He didn't really win. He they gave him the gift. There, there against. Uh, I remember that fight against Derek Brunson. Southern out one, two, three, four. You know he lost four fights in a row with a no contest against Diaz, and then the win against yeah, Brunson, of, which he really didn't. Because of steroids, a no yeah, contest because exactly. of steroids. I mean, he's telling us right there, right there. It tells you all you need to know, and it doesn't matter if it's MMA, Anderson Silva, uh, Roberto Duran. Uh, it just don't matter. These fighters never learn. And I, Adesanya is out to impress. Can Anderson Silva surprise him? Uh, it may be in my wildest dreams, but Adesanya is 15 years younger, two inches taller, has a three-inch reach advantage, a two-inch leg advantage, and is a switch stance, completely fluid fighter. Yes, he's somewhat untested. But this is a terrible spot for Anderson. No way he can win a decision in the kid's backyard when the goal is Adesanya Whitaker. Anderson's going to have to finish him, and I don't think he can do it. No, I don't think he has the gas to do it either, Lou. Not at 43 years old. And he doesn't have the speed or the flash to do a sudden flash. He's going to have to grapple him. He's going to have to pull him inside, get him down, and quick submit him. Something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it doesn't seem like it's possible, to be honest. <laughs> just sad because yeah. Anderson Silva was once, you know, he was like John Jones. I mean, I looked at him as the best. I looked at him as the best Correct. of the best. Yep. He was the best of the best of the best of the best. And now it's just sad to see, you know, eight losses next yeah. to his record right now, you know. Father, father time is going to beat John Jones, too. And maybe the only one that can beat John Jones. Yeah, well said, Lou. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's no, no, no doubt about that. All right, uh, Lou Gamlu uh, with us. Lou, any, anything else? I mean, for the most part, those are sort of the name guys. I mean, you got Ronnie Yaya on the card again, Ricky Simon, but those are sort of the, you know, the, the main event, the co-main event, sort of the name fighters. Then you got a lot of local dudes um, and uh, some Asian guys that they threw on the card here uh, in Australia. Any thoughts? Uh, any, any thoughts on the rest of the card? Yeah, I've really had to work hard in this card to try and find one or two angles for an underdog. Um, and I think that if we look at this uh, France and uh, Pavia Raulian, the Brazilian against Kiki France, uh, it's in the undercard. It's going to be a hundred and uh, it's going to be competed at a flyweight. Uh, France is minus 235, but the physical advantages all go to this Russian. Uh, he's a couple years younger, only 23, but he's got three inches of, of height, two inches of reach, uh, and he's a, he's a guy that's been on the contender series in Brazil and has won his last 12. So they're shipping him in against the local. He's plus 175. I'm going to be giving him a really hard look. Also, uh, there's also a size difference in the Arnett Shane Young. Again, Shane Young is another local, trains in the same gym as Adesanya. Uh, he is going to be the shorter man by four inches. He's going to have a reach and a leg reach disadvantage, and he's tough. Uh, but I like the length and the size of Arnett, and I'm looking at him as a potential. Uh, at plus 195. Now, uh, any listeners might have to check the website for final positions, but one of those two guys I can see me pulling the trigger on. I'm also in, interested in the Alvi and the Crook fight. Alvi might be live there. That fight's lined pretty tightly, and uh, Alvi will again be the, the longer uh, man with reach and an awkward lefty. Yeah, plus, uh, I see plus 105, yeah, plus 110 for Alvy there, Lou. So what's the time of that this stuff, That should be Lou? a pretty competitive fight. Alvy's kind of savvy, and Crute's still very young at 22. What's the um, what's the time of this stuff? Australia's usually like yeah. regular it's time like zone, day. and it's really the next day for that, It's a right? day, isn't it? Like almost a day? It's like, yeah, it's they're, huge. They're ahead, they're ahead of us. I can tell you that... At local time Saturday at 11 a.m., which is 7 p.m. Eastern, there will be a weigh-in stream and then the face-offs right afterwards. There will not be two weigh-in uh, productions for this fight card, and that's typically what happens in Asia and uh, Australia. They just do it one time, and while the fight, right after the fighters weigh in, they do the face-to-face, yeah. -face and then it's over. Uh, so yeah, I've got I that marked at... Five o'clock Friday. I have. Uh, I'll be in front of my computer watching those weigh-ins. Yeah, it's pretty much. Um, it's pretty much. Uh, 
standard time here. Like, it starts uh, 6.30 Eastern time, fight pass. That's what I thought. And it's like it's the next day there. So uh, it's like Sunday afternoon there. Preliminary card, 8 p.m. Eastern. And how about, uh, I give ESPN shit because I think their products totally diluted a lot. However, uh, their production with UFC has been sharp. I like I like how everything's been working so far. And the adjustment to make these fights go off earlier by an hour and a half or two hours is going to really help them, I think, in the East Coast especially. So I want to give them their just due because they're making positive adjustments in the production. The production has been crisper, Lou. When it was on FS1, it was like FS1 just wanted to kill six hours at a time, right? So they didn't care. They're like, it was like one fight an hour. It was ridiculous sometimes on some of these fight nights. They're not even not even big name fighters. So there'd be a fight. It would be like nine minutes to fight. And then it would just, you know, there was basically one fight an hour. And FS1 didn't mind because they were trying to fill time. But ESPN doesn't play around. And, you know, so the production is tight. The, the time in between fights is a lot crisper. Graphics are good. You're right. ESPN Plus is doing a great job. Lou, gamblue.com, you always do a great job. Thanks for the time, yeah, Lou. Thanks, Lou. Thank you, guys. Good luck, everybody. Oh, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the Arizona Hot Shots with Lou. Yeah. <laughs> From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, let's do this thing. We into level two. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage, our radio, Fantasy Sports, our radio network. Solid stuff. Uh, Wednesday's always the heavyweight dead day for us here as uh, we had uh, Mark Lawrence, one of the top handicappers in America. Uh, Lou Gamblue.com, also uh, one of the top cappers and uh, one of the top realtors as well. <laughs> one yeah. of the top Excellent. realtors. <laughs> but now... No, I didn't see this coming either. Our, yeah, our main yeah. man, Yang, representing Spanish Harlem uh, in the house. Uh, now he's booking guests. Now now he's yeah. stepping up. Strong, and, uh, yeah, got, producing. Uh, yeah, we got boxing royalty stepping up and in. But we'll talk a little boxing. We'll talk some basketball uh, as well. As uh, we all know about uh, Hector Camacho, Macho Camacho, the Macho Man. The macho Man. The original Macho Man. We're now joined by Hector um, Camacho Jr. Stepping up and in on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What's going on, Hector? How you doing, man? It's Macho time. Nothing much, man. Good to be on phone. Good to talk hey, to no, good stuff. Day. Yeah. Good stuff. Thanks for joining. So, what, you're kicking it out in Fresno, California right now? I'm, right now I'm in Texas right now. I'm in Dallas. But I should be heading back to Fresno next week. Starting training. Right, get good. myself in shape. You know, and get ready for what's coming. So what's the deal? So what is coming? Because you've been retired for a little while right now. But what, do you get the urge? Are you missing boxing? Or is it a case, you know what, you just you want one more fight, you know, to just, or is it, you know, a planned comeback? Tell us about what's going on. 
it's a mixed thing, you know. As crazy may sound, I I miss getting out of ring and pounding on somebody and winning a fight. I miss doing those things. It's just That's a, great. It's yeah, just if you do it now, yeah, you can't it. <laughs> and you understand? So I'm safe in the ring. So I'm gonna make a comeback. Yeah, yeah. I'm my age. I'm feeling good. I live a clean life. So why not? It's hard to put the gloves down anyway. That's something I've seen all my life through my father's eyes, through my eyes. So, hey, what's one more shot? How do you feel physically? Uh, how, like, you know, honestly, like, how, what kind of condition are you in right now? Physically, I feel great. I'm, I'm a person that's always jogging. I'm a person that had over 60 fights, but I've never been beaten up on. I'm a defensive fighter, so I protect myself. I have no scars on my face. I thank God. I feel good. I live a clean life. That's most important. I live a clean life. So I have a lot of years in me now. Yeah, that's hardcore, man. Nearly 60 fights, man. It's it's amazing when you look at how many times you've stepped into the ring. Do you remember every fight? Like, you know, if like a guy says, I fought you before, you're like, guy, I remember you. Or you're like, man, I fought 59 times, bro. I can't remember everybody. <laughs> no, I remember each and every fight. Each yeah, and you every do, fight. huh? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I figured you would. As, so what's this about Zatuda? Especially the knockouts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember those so, most. So our boy Yang, uh, who's a great guy, was saying, you know what, you you might be setting something up to fight Zab, who I know Zab a little bit. I've been in Vegas. Yeah. But I, li- I lived in Vegas. Great guy, actually, yeah. Zab. I'm a, I'm a, you know, ni- nice guy, good guy, hell of a boxer as well. And what you think would be cool to sort of go out with a fight with you and Zab Judah? Well, it, it's a fight that always been talked about. Like me and Zab box, and we box each other against each other at the Olympic trials in 1996. I was, the, I was the number one man in the nation heading to the 96 yeah. games. And I fought Zab, I lost Zab during the Olympic trials. But it's somebody who's around my age, experienced fighter, from New York as I am. I think it's a yeah, good fight, yeah. good marketing fight. He's similar ages, so why not? It's boxing, it's our job. All yeah, it's about is, time you... He's a book. He's a Brooklyn Nets fan, and I'm a New York Knicks fan. But, you know, that's what he yeah. says. <laughs> hey, Hector, <laughs> I tell you, he's... He might have one up on you right now. Brooklyn's balling, bro, right now. They yeah, sure are. No, they've been tough. They've been except, tough. The last couple years, they've been tough. I know you like to lay down a bit on the games like me and Cam do, so I'm just saying be careful because they were freaking hot, Hector, man. They were like 26. They were covering every night, but without Spencer Dinwiddie, the injuries are catching up. They haven't covered in a couple of nights. Tonight could be yeah. tough, but uh, what you got for us, Cam? No, I was just going to say, I was just uh, checking out uh, Hector. Not, not only that, it's, I see a nice little story that you had there giving back to the community with the kids at Selma High. So you're not just training, but uh, you're also uh, talking to kids and telling them about a good lifestyle and things like that. That looks pretty cool. They must have really liked having you there. No, it's something I have to do. I come from the streets of Spanish Harlem. I know, I know what it is. They start off with nothing. And that's where the kids are at. They have no hope. Most of us, single parents, we don't have a father figure. So I'm there to talk to them, to guide them, to be a good role model. What do you see when you see guys like John Jones and mixed martial arts, who's a great fighter? You know, it's like the saying, right? And I guess you know this, man. I mean, no one would know this better than you. You know, you you boxing's in your blood, but it's like, you know, the, the, the toughest opponent is yourself, isn't it? You know, a guy like John Jones, he kicks the crap out of everybody. 
you know, the guy keeps, like, doing rails. You know, I do blow, I roll, I got in a car crash and ran away from the scene. He beats himself with this stuff. You look at Conor McGregor. Came out of nowhere, got a gift from God, got to fight against Floyd Mayweather, and doesn't seem to be handling it very well. What do you think when you see these dudes? Because you, you must be able to relate to them, but also thinking, man, what are you doing, man? You're really screwing this up. What do you think when you see these guys? What would be your lesson to them? My lesson, my question would be, are they empty inside? Why I say that, I, I, was, I feel like I'm spiritually connected. I won't believe I'm always praising my Savior. I'm always giving thanks. Um, you got some people that come from nowhere, come from rough backgrounds. And when they finally get there, it happens too fast, all at once. They can't handle it. I'm thankful for how my father is. I've seen this before. So I know what to expect in my career. The leeches, the hang-ons. Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I, I, I know what's there, so I'm thankful for seeing that to my father's eyes. Um, it's tough. Everybody's different. Everybody's different surrounding me. The most important is what you surround yourself with. And I tell the kids, if you're the smartest person in your circle, you're in the wrong circle. You stop learning. Always to look to learn and get, always look to better yourself. I've always said that, Hector. I heard that line before. It's a good one, Camp. If you're the smartest guy in the room, you better find another room, right? A room. Exactly. <laughs> it's a good call. Yeah. yeah. For you. So what, what, what's the timeline here, Hector? What do you, what do you think? What, what, what's the plan for you? So you said you're going back to California. You're going to start to work on this. When can we expect to see, you know, see something in the works? Or when, when are you hoping to step into the ring? I'm hoping to step in before summertime. How about before summertime and what in the summer? And see where see where it goes there. I have a very big name. And boxing, I mean, boxing going down compared to MMA. Boxing going down. That's the young fighters. They're not really appearing, uh, appealing to the, to, the, to the fan base. And people not even watching boxing no more. They used to. So they're missing names. They're missing excitement. And here I am with the big Camacho name. Here I am with, with my market beat. I walk around the ring. I go in the ring in costume, outfits. That's what boxing is missing. Entertainment. What? And where would the, where do you want this fight to be? New York, I imagine. I'm anywhere, right? In New York. It's got to be New York. It's got to be New York. It's got to be New York. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think you got Barclay Center. in Queens. Yeah, yeah. Bar Barclay Center in Brooklyn, I think, would be a great spot. And it's crazy, too. You talk about boxing. I don't know. You know, there's, there's boxing big. It's in Europe and stuff. But... Remember, like, MSG, ooh, the, the, the Mecca and all this stuff. There's no fights there anymore. Barclays Center has MMA more than boxing right now. Like, New York's not this big boxing hub like it used to be, Hector. No, and it's sad, but, you know, the shivers and the fighters went up big time. Different things going up, you know. It's more, boxing has become more of a business than a sport. Yeah. So, before we get you out of here, Hector, speaking of business, NBA's all business. Who's yep. your team? Who's your NBA team? I'm a Knicks fan, but I, I, I love watching NBA. So, you know, I bounce back and forth. But I'm, a, I'm a diehard Knicks fan. Oh, diehard Knicks. All right. So, yeah, being in Texas yeah, or Cali hasn't gotten to you or anything like that. So, I've actually seen stuff today, guys, that Kevin Durant, that it's actually, it's not crazy that Kevin Durant's going to go to the Knicks. I don't see it, man. But what do you what do you think? What would you think of the Christoph Porzingis deal last week? Were you freaking out about it? You know what? They're opening space, but well, let's see what happens. You know, you got some young boys in there. Let's see what happens. Anything can happen during these times. The Knicks have been in the book for the last past 10 years, but let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. I mean, you got to go start knocking on some doors. 
You got to say, yo, you got to sign with the Knicks, bro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, let's see what happens. What, let's see what, you know, what's going on now with the trade. You know, okay, she's a team in the West that's fighting. They got stars. I mean, this guy's boiling out right now. Paul George is boiling out. He's playing every type season he's having. You can't try to see what happens. You, yeah, you can't see what Houston, you can't see what, you know, Golden State looking to have a little problem there. You know, let's see what happens. It's just everything gives up, but nonetheless, it's an interesting season. You got Denver playing How'd you well. do, uh... Denver come out as well, do good, too. Denver got it together. Yeah. Wait, we're Raptor like fans. Me, me and Cam are Raptor fans. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't sleep on the Raptors. No, they're like, like you, Hunter. Hunter. They play Raptors. defense. Milwaukee. Yeah, play Milwaukee. defense. Yeah, you got the defense the game of the game. Yeah, exactly. You still got to play a little D uh, in the, in the NBA. You. you still got to play a little D in the NBA right now. So what's your take on LeBron? You know, last night he's sitting aside alone. You see that, yeah. Cam? Hector, yeah, last night they lose by 42. He wants like to get that. the whole team traded. Yeah. Man, yeah. I get it. You're, oh, you're the king. Yeah. You're the king. But yeah. he's not a very good leader, man. Like, it's always nope. everyone else's fault, you know? I mean, let's see where he take the Lakers time this season. Let's see. Yeah, that, that's it. Not not so. But let's see, what, <laughs> let's see what kind of trades happen. Let's see what happens. Who lands? My pieces land in L.A. And then we'll did, you, did, you bet, I mean, did you bet on the Super Bowl, Hector? He's a brilliant... Yeah, I did. My dude, the Rams, man. I won no yeah, yeah. We yeah, all took so the Rams. We're still pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. That sucked. But it was a good defensive game. Like, I enjoyed the defensive part. You know, both teams yeah. played the defense. They're both the Their defense, defense played five. great. Their defense played both great. Teams. McVay both. didn't have a clue. He had no clue what to do. This, this is probably the best defensive exhibition we've seen in the Super Bowl in years, what the Patriots put up. Three points. A high yeah, the, Rams, the Rams ball too on defense too. Like the Rams, yeah, they yeah. picked Brady off. They kept stopping them. They just, they just couldn't get over the freaking hump, man. Is Hector Hector Camacho uh, Jr. Uh, with us? So you wrote a book too, right, Hector, about your life, about your father book. as well. And so uh, yeah. you got a kids book uh, as well. So tell us about the books and uh, tell tell us about the side projects that you have going on with the books. Well, you know, I, I'm, I, a kid, I got a book called Macho Dad. I did it after my father's passing away. It's basically to teach the kid how to do a loss. My father passed. I know how to explain yeah. to my daughter, who was two years old at the time, that her grandfather passed. Kids do a loss almost every day, whether it be your aunt, your favorite bird, your favorite dog, a person. How do you explain to a kid about the, what a passing is? And that's necessarily a bad thing. But it does a legacy, does you know, Standing up and believing in what's right and doing it yourself, and it was therapeutic for me, so it worked. And a good uh, Hector Camacho, uh, Jr., with us. Well, Hector, it's great having you on the program, man. I know Yang always talks about you, so he just he threw it yes. off. He goes, Yo, man, Hector's around right now. He doesn't, you're Yang's a great guy, your boy's a great guy. And we, you know, next time you're in New York, man, we got to get you in studio and we'll throw it down. I look forward to, to seeing you back in the ring as well. Thank you. Be careful of the for 76 is in the East. Be careful of oh, the Sixers. Yeah, yeah. yeah Tobias Harris. Tough. Big move. Yeah. Oh, they, they, they look good. Yeah. I'm getting sick. I'm getting sick of them, bro. I'm, I'm getting, getting sick, sick of those sick guys of taking all those players. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting we sick. The yeah. Hey, you have any picks for us? What about tonight, Hector? You looking at any games tonight? Well, tonight, you know, 
Um, this is I like Charlotte to cover that spread, that five and a half point spread against Dallas. I like um, Houston to cover Sacramento. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you know I'm gonna have points for Golden State a lot. Which was that one? I'm gonna throw a game at you, Davidson. College basketball, Davidson minus four tonight. Hector Camacho Jr. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That was pretty cool. Man, the macho man, Hector Camacho, uh, senior, real like showman, man. One of the real first original badass uh, showmen of, uh, of of boxing. What what an era of boxing and a lot of pressure, you know, being being the kid of, of a legend like that. Sixty fights. Good point. Uh, Good for point. for Hector uh, Camacho uh, Jr. So not so junior when you got sixty fights. Now 40 years old, but he is buddies like uh, he's not quite as old as our boy Gramps, but that's why they know each other They're in their <laughs> 40s now. <laughs> yeah, we're all getting up there, buddy. We're like the senior team yeah, yeah. at the network, right? 40s, yeah. the Midlife Crisis Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're uh, Ron Rollates. Yeah, Ron, Ronnie Rollates. Is, he's getting up there. Ron Rollates. Ron. MC Metamucil, Ron, Ronnie Rollates, and DJ Cialis, Corey Parson. Yeah, what a, what a halftime yeah, team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a great, great, great halftime show. Yeah, so. it, was. it was the best part of the Super Bowl. Uh, we've, got, um, we've got Tom in Long Island uh, up here, but if we get him on now, it'll be a one-minute call. Yeah, it's a good call. It's a weird time. We'll, we'll get him on the other side of the break there after after the update. I'm kind of kicking myself for leaving uh, St. John's on the table, actually, last night. Yeah, St. John's exactly. are a weird team. Like, if you think they're going to win, they won't. But when you're like, oh, St. John have no chance, that's when they'll cover. <laughs> exactly. Hey, well, our late hockey game, uh, uh, Chicago came back. Oh, how about that Black Sox? Columbus, Shannon, like a lot of dogs. And I'm telling you, Gabe, hockey dogs are where it's at. Let's not overthink them. On a nightly basis, dogs are killing it in that league all season long. Favorites don't win anymore. Like, it's a dog league. You make a lot of money. A lot of money with dogs in hockey. I'm going to keep it simple tonight. I like Davidson minus the four against uh, Rhode Island. Rhode Island aren't a good road team. Like, they're just, they're not. I think Davidson's in a good spot there. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, that Minnesota is a little tougher. You know, we're laying points on the road here. NBA, I really don't want any part of it. No. I'm a big NBA better, but tonight before the trade deadline, teams are in weird spots. We'll run through all the games, though. That's what, that's what the last hour of the program is for. You got it. Game time decisions. 
Ready? <laughs>